Welcome back to Maggie and Pearl Off. We got a lot going on today. So we have the NFL trade deadline, which passed at the top of the hour. Plenty of huge, huge moves from Bradley Chubb being traded to Miami to Chase Claypool going from the Steelers to the Bears. TJ Hawkinson goes from the Lions to the Vikings. All of that gets put on hold, though, because of the Brooklyn Nets, who are just an absolute dumpster fire right now. The latest is that they fired their head coach, Steve Nash, and appears they are going to hire currently suspended from the Celtics, former head coach, Ime Udoka, a former assistant for the Nets. To try to make sense of all of this, we welcome in Ian O'Connor, who of course is a best-selling author. He's also a sports columnist for the New York Post. He's written about Kyrie Irving today and the Nets. Ian, thanks so much for the time. We know it's a busy day. No, thanks, Maggie and, and Andrew. Um, hey, so let's start with the Nash stuff before we get to Kyrie Irving. So Steve Nash fired today, and it looks like Ime Odoka is going to take over. <laughs> I mean, Ian, where where do you even start here? Like, the did A, did Steve Nash deserve, deserve to be fired, in your opinion? And B, how shocked are you that Ime Odoka is now set to take over? <laughs> yeah, I think you mentioned I was going to make sense of this, and I think I will fail. In- <laughs> Yeah. I, I set you, you up to fail. Nash's, yeah. If you looked at Nash's record, you would say, well, I don't know if that person deserves to be fired, but but watching it up close, and he, he was not very good at his job. As spectacular as he was at his first job in the NBA, he, he was not a very good head coach. So was he an asset? No. And when you're not an asset, you need to be replaced sooner rather than later. So I actually don't have a problem with Steve Nash being fired because he just wasn't very good. And if the Nets actually want to try to win a championship, I don't think they'll be able to pull that off with this current cast. But then, then I think replacing him with somebody who's already proven to be better than him, clearly in that first-round sweep, it was a, a mismatch at that position of head coach in the first round last year with Boston. Udoka is a guy that got out of their building when he left their building. Everyone inside had a pretty good feel he was going to become a better head coach than Steve Nash pretty quickly, and he did. So how uh, outraged should we be about whatever sin he committed inside the Celtics organization, the improper relationship? I don't know. I don't know the full scope of that story. I would assume that the Nets are smart enough to have really vetted that to the nth degree and found out exactly everything. Are we sure the Nets are smart enough, Ian? Are we sure? I'm not so sure the Nets get the benefit of the doubt lately. Yeah, they probably don't deserve the benefit of the doubt on anything. So that that would concern me if I'm a Nets fan that uh, six months from now, how does this hire look based on information that, that may come out? So a pox on their house if they haven't done their homework and really did investigating and, and talk to people off the record, on the record, whatever, to find out exactly what Udoka did and the full extent of it. But it is the, the Nets. I almost said the New Jersey Nets because it's funny. <laughs> Maggie and Andrew, went, when they left New Jersey, I, I actually thought, and maybe this is because I grew up in New Jersey, that, that the dysfunction and some of that uh, comical uh, material that they often provided the rest of the NBA would end, and it's only gotten worse in Brooklyn. <laughs> Absolutely. I was a little disappointed, Ian, with Steve Nash's uh, press conference yesterday when he was sort of trying to play the middle of the road on the Kyrie Irving social media stuff. Uh, you know, it's funny because I, I associate Nash with Steve Kerr because he uh, was an assistant at Golden State. I felt like that was his training ground to then come and be the Steve Kerr to Brooklyn. And I was thinking how Steve Kerr would have handled this, and he would have taken a strong statement where Steve Nash 
I felt like kind of threw his hands up and said, I don't know what to tell you, and then is gone the next day. Is it fair that I was disappointed that Nash never stood up to Kyrie? Not just this incident, but last year as well. No, it was yet another poor performance by him in a, in a press conference setting. That's not the first. Uh, Steve Nash often acts like he doesn't know what's going on inside his own organization. I, I asked him at the end of the press conference, just, just for clarity's sake, did you or anyone else inside the organization ask Kyrie to take that post down? And he said, I don't, well, I didn't, and, and I don't know, I'm not privy to all the conversations that are going on inside the organization. Are you kidding me? You're the head coach. How could you not really know the answer to that question? Now, he may have been lying, and I suspect that he has in the past because he says, I don't know, to so many things that uh, it's hard to believe he's, he's telling the, the complete truth on it. I, I do think his answer and what you're talking about, no, I think your, your, your read on it is correct. He actually said, and I'm paraphrasing at least a little bit here, that in our ongoing conversations, we want to grow from this. And, and I think he said something to the effect of showing empathy to all sides of the debate. There's no debate here, and there are no sides. There's only one side, and, and that is a, a horrific uh, message being sent by a film out of a book that Kyrie tweeted for his or linked for his 22 million Instagram and Twitter followers. There's no debate on that. So uh, his wording there was was poor uh, it, at the very least. And so I, I just think when you look at his overall body of work as a head coach and leader inside that organization, and listen, Kevin Durant made it clear he wanted him gone. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he was assured, listen, if we get off to a slow start, don't worry, he will be gone, and that's what happened. Yeah, man, Ian O'Connor is our guest. He's a, a best-selling author and a sports columnist for the New York Post. And, yeah, I mean, and Durant, I, I don't expect anything from Durant here in terms of, like, leadership. I, I just kind of gave up on, on Durant taking that sort of, you know, uh, that kind of role on the team. But in terms of Kyrie, like, you wrote today, and, and you've been in New York uh, for in New Jersey for so long, and Kyrie is from New Jersey, and so kind of have like a long history with Kyrie Irving, and you try to put that in some context today in the New York Post. I mean, considering some of the things that Kyrie has said and done recently, I can't even say that we're surprised by this, but are you surprised at how defiant Kyrie has been about not backing down, doubling down on the Alex Jones who the discredited conspiracy theorists doubling down saying he posted that because about a cults and new world order. Cause it's quote unquote, cause it's true, which is crazy. And then obviously all the awful anti-Semitic stereotypes. Are you surprised he's being this defiant when he's clearly hurting so many people? No, no, not because I've seen it before. Now his offenses in this regard are getting worse. And, and this is, is the worst one of the bunch. And, and before that, obviously, uh, being unwilling to get vaccinated. And if, if he were a, a golfer or a tennis player, I will, okay, I, I don't agree with your stance, but you're only hurting yourself. But Kevin Durant came here to play with you. You're hurting a lot of people. You're hurting the entire organization by, by not doing that. So, so to me, that was a, a different issue. And, and I was not surprised uh, Saturday night when – he decided to stand by his posts and the reasons that he did uh, link to, to that film and to the Alex Jones video. And at, at the very least, he made it clear he didn't support the Sandy Hook uh, garbage. And 
But I don't, I don't think that really matters. It's once you notarize yeah. uh, a part of a conspiracy theorist uh, garbage, and I, I think you're sort of introducing or, or attaching yourself to the entire thing. Maybe he doesn't quite understand the the pain that, that he could cause with, with that action. But at this point, so many of the, these things, you, you, you lump one on top of the other, and it ends up with someone who has wasted what could have been a great opportunity for him in Brooklyn. One, one last point I wanted to make about Steve Nash in regards to Kyrie, if I could, is even though the organization somehow didn't punish him yet, and after what Joe Sy tweeted, this is bigger than basketball, well, you didn't even suspend him for a game or two. Steve Nash uh, was, up until a few hours ago, the one responsible for his lineup, for his starting rotation and lineup. He could have decided to bench Kyrie Irving if he was personally offended by his actions and just said, I think he needs a day or two to really ponder and contemplate what he did here. So the head coach decided not to do that. I would blame the organization first, but Steve Nash did have the ability to bench Kyrie Irving, and he, did, and he decided not to. We're talking to Ian O'Connor, New York Post sports columnist, award-winning journalist, best-selling author. Ian, you wrote in the Post about Kyrie up in a melting pot in North Jersey. Uh, going back to, you know, he's a star in high school. Had there ever been any indications of anti-Semitism from Kyrie? No, I talked to his, his AAU coach, a guy who was pretty significant in his development as a young basketball player, Sandy Pionin, a Jewish man who has coached 38, I believe, NBA players in New Jersey. And he said, I've never seen any instances. He said, I've seen the opposite of that. And he talked about how Kyrie was with uh, some Orthodox Jewish campers and the kindness he showed them. And his best friend is a is the basketball coach at a Hebrew academy in in New Jersey, his longtime best friend, and he just said, "I've listen. I, I'm a Jewish guy, and I've been around him for for a long time, and not in recent years, but his development, and never saw any hint of this." He said, "Kyrie loves attention. I wouldn't be surprised if he linked to this without really knowing the full extent of the film and the book." And and but obviously, he brought this on himself. So, Sandy Pionin called it a bad rap. But uh, Kyrie Irving gave that rap to himself, so he has to take responsibility for it. No doubt. And, uh, you know, you can say, you know, you are not an anti-Semite, but then what do your actions show? You know, it's hard to not see the hypocrisy there. Ian, where does the Kyrie and the Nets go from here? You mentioned, you know, Joe Sy, who owns the Nets. I mean, a strongly worded tweet, for whatever that's worth. Uh, Sean Marks, the general manager, I think, has shown... Uh, or it's been proven out that he doesn't have a ton of power when it comes to him versus players, um, and that may just be modern sports these days. But like, who's in charge, and where do they go from here? Because this is a firestorm. <laughs> it sure is, and uh, I really don't know. I, I can't see them being a factor uh, this year in the Eastern Conference, assuming they make the playoffs. I think they will. And if Udoka is is the guy, he ultimately may emerge as the the uh, most influential voice from a basketball standpoint in that organization. I don't know how long Sean Marks is going to survive. It's possible he might for, for a number of years. But if Udoka can get past this personal issue that got him fired in Boston and he wins games, and, and I know there were people in that organization when he did leave the building and, and ended up in Boston, they were like, we just let a great, great coach walk out the door. So now he's back, and he's back in a bizarre way on multiple fronts. So 
But I, I guess the answer to your question is you tell me if Udoka is, is going to remain gainfully employed for the next, say, seven to ten years in Brooklyn, and there are no more slip-ups from him on a professional or personal level, I, I do think the Nets have now, if they hire him, a, a very good coach who, who could make a significant difference. It's like, think about where you are as an organization when you are banking on someone who's currently suspended by a different organization to come in and settle everything down. Like, that's the one who's going to come in and make everything okay in the building. That is a wing and a prayer. Wow. It might be true. And the the Nets as a franchise are are sort of used to producing these these comedies and, and, and I guess Greek tragedies to some degree, but... Uh, that is where they are. Yeah, it's it's a desperation franchise right now on multiple levels. And Kevin Durant tried to get out, and if nothing else, he got Steve Nash out of there. And uh, we'll see if I, I do know from what I've been told, he's a fan of Udoka's. Again, if he ends up being the choice, but uh, yeah, the Nets are right now nowhere. And they may end up nowhere two, three years from now as well. Yeah, I was just say one, two years down the road are Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving still in Brooklyn. I would say Irving, no, he opted into this final year at what about thirty-six point five million dollars, and I, I just can't see Joe Sy signing up for another another contract. You tell me they make this stunning run to the. NBA Finals or Eastern Conference Finals, and there's a little bit of a change of heart on that. And Kyrie is a good citizen the rest of the way. He plays, he's actually been playing good basketball. If you look at his numbers and his performances, uh, strangely enough, Kyrie and Kevin Durant have played well, and, and they're not winning games. But short of that, I do not think Irving will be on this team next year. No. Yeah. I also think the damage for a lot of people has been done with Kyrie. It's been a lot of things kind of building up. And this is, you know, by far, you know, it seems the most egregious. Um, Ian, can't tell you how much we appreciate this. We know it's a busy day in New York when the Nets head coach and former two-time MVP gets fired. Um, Thank you for doing it. We'll talk to you again soon. All right. Thanks, guys, for having me. Yeah, appreciate that. And also, I I was thinking about, like, uh, you know, Kevin Durant likes Ime Odoka. It's like, well, just wait five minutes. Yeah, because yeah. he like he likes Steve Kerr. What happened to that? He got Kenny Atkinson fired, or at least helped. Then uh, Steve Nash he signed off on. Now can't stand Steve Nash, so now here comes Ime Odoka. I'm sure this is all going to work out great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that's Kevin Durant. Kyrie Irving is even more difficult than Kevin Durant. Oh, so. by a leaps and bounds. <laughs> so, KD is at least your problems. And I just love a team where Ben Simmons is a distant distant problem on your horizon. <laughs> I know. The fact that he's not shooting and he's not even out there anymore, which I'm telling you is going to happen all year long. Man. Yeah, he's got to be like, at least at least they're not talking about me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the only, the, actually, as a Sixers fan, that's really the only thing we got going right now. We have two things, Tyrese Maxey and Ben Simmons being bad. Other than that, <laughs> we want no part Man, of any of this. Slim Pickens all over the place. 855-212-4CBS, 855 855-212- Four two two seven. All right. Well, appreciate Ian O'Connor. If you miss any part of our interviews, or if you want to catch up on all the latest on the Maggie and Perloff show, you can always download our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You can rate, review, subscribe, all of that. We'd certainly appreciate it. Uh, okay. Coming up, Perloff going against the grain. We've got more trades that just are coming in fast and furious here on NFL Trade Deadline Day. More that just sort of just snuck in. People using a fax machine or something? How is it so late? (laughs) Just getting these out right now. Uh, Here's the very latest 
a CBS Sports Update with Rich Ackerman.